episode 193 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Not only were businesses hit hard by the pandemic, local and state governments were slammed because of lower than expected revenues. That posed a dilemma for local leaders who had to figure out what services to cut and how to continue operations. The big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal takes a look at the future of cities. We provide an overview of how governments across the country are being impacted and how Wichita government has been hit. Reporter Shelby Kellerman and Associate Editor Kirk Semenoff join me today to talk about that. Our national Future of Cities coverage provides a look at how other cities are doing. It's combined with our local information. All that coverage begins on page 10. This week's list, the Wichita area's craft breweries. That's a popular one. You want to check that out on page six. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Jeff Mullen. He's the new president and CEO of Ritchie Development. That's on page 27. Part of our mission is to provide you business intelligence. Well, we've got it every week in our leads section. Bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our leads section this week begins on page 24. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, our Future of Cities coverage sets out to show the impact of the pandemic on local governments. Once again, reporter Shelby Kellerman and uh, associate editor Kirk Semenoff joined me to talk about this. Kirk, if you would kind of frame this up, tell everybody just what we wanted to uh, set out to do uh, when we came up with the Future of Cities project. Well, each of the 44 business journal markets across the country uh, set out to identify you know, every city has been hurt by the pandemic and we wanted to identify the individual city's pains. Uh, for Wichita, we will talk a little bit more about the Wichita pain, but compared to other cities, it's not all the same. You're, you're getting, you're getting uh, pressure points from different parts of, of a city's budget. So what we all did in these markets around the country is really dig deep into financial reports. And that sounds like a lot of fun. Right. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but we went through what they call CAFR's Comprehensive Annual Financial Reports. And that's the acronym for CAFR. Uh, to, to find out what the city's uh, worst parts are right now. It's, you know, is it pension systems? Is it lack of revenue for whatever reason during the pandemic? And so that's what the basis of all of our, uh, our, all of our investigation was, is to find out, we know our cities are hurting, why are they individually hurting, and then write about it and talk to the people who have to come up with solutions. And certainly the pressure points in Wichita are going to be drastically different than, say, San Antonio or Jacksonville or Philadelphia or San Francisco. And we uh, take a look at all our markets and, and kind of put together that coverage in the in the national part of the uh, package that is in the weekly edition this week. Shelby, let me turn to you. You took a real good hard look at the Wichita numbers. What areas of the Wichita city government budget seem to be hit hardest by the, by the pandemic? 
Sure. I mean, it's a lot of the places that you would expect. Um, so we looked, we actually didn't have the most recent CAFR because that doesn't come out until uh, this summer, the 2020 CAFR. So we actually looked more closely um, at the uh, third quarter financial report, which published in late September. And so those numbers kind of tell us a small part of how COVID is, is impacting Wichita because of course it's, you know, September, so it's not the most up to date, but it's in the areas that you would expect. So, you know, things like licenses and permits. So of course you don't have as many businesses applying for those things. So those revenues, you know, as of that September report were, were down quite a bit, about half actually of what the city had originally budgeted for. Um, interest earnings is another area that the city um, says is, is down quite a bit. In fact, more than expected, and it will only get worse, um, you know, as the city's investment portfolio continues to mature. Um, so those numbers don't look good. Um, you know, things like hotel revenues, I didn't get into this too much in my story, but you see it in the data that uh, Kirk put together in the package that you know, hotel revenues fund a lot of things for the city. And so because of our, you know, hotel tax credits and the tourism business improvement district, and the city again says that those effects of that lost revenue really won't be felt until well into 2021 because those revenues are distributed on, a, I think, a quarterly basis by the state. So by the time that we really feel the worst of that, um, it will be probably well into 2021. And of course, you know, hotel occupancy still isn't back up to what it used to be. So um, the city basically says that, um, yes, there are, you know, there are areas that are hurting um, and it will probably be a while before um, we ever, you know, get back up on sure footing again. You talked to city manager Robert Layton and it was interesting to see his comments. He says he's actually optimistic and he brought up something that we've talked about for a long time. Kirk, you and I have seen this for a long, long time in Wichita. Hey, we need to diversify the economy. Uh, Shelby, it seems like Bob Layton talked about that, and, and he was optimistic that this may spark something. Right, yeah. I mean, the city has, has been saying that for, for many years, but when you have um, an event like COVID impacting the aviation industry like it has um, in the last year, it just really drives home that idea of, of the need to diversify. So, um, you know, he's saying it again here, um, as he has, you know, the last year um, during the pandemic. So, um, yeah, something that's um, on top of mind for sure. Kirk, how long have you heard uh, people talking about diversifying the Wichita economy? Seems like about every 10 years when we have a recession, right? Yes, and, and you know, it, the last time we heard it was when Brandon Whipple took over as mayor in early 2019, I guess it was, or 20, whatever it was. This pandemic is just right. messed with my calendar, my internal calendar. That was, you know, we even did a cover story at that point, him, him pleading uh, for diversification in the city. But of course, as we all know, it's easier said than done. The manufacturing has been such a air, aircraft manufacturing has been such a huge part of this community for for so many decades that it's just not that easy to diversify. I, there are people trying, and I I think that that's great, and we need to continue to do it. But boy, it doesn't happen quickly. And we talk about diversifying the economy. Obviously, it's spreading things around, bringing new industries. Uh, to a certain extent, there is some diversification as far as being a healthcare hub, and uh, we were trying to get uh, some technology going. 
but that work is is still ongoing too, and we'll talk about that as more as we uh, get into some of what uh, Richard Florida talked about uh, in this package as well. Uh, one of the things that uh, city governments, local governments, and state governments actually are looking for is uh, the CARES Act funding. How much did Wichita get, Shelby, and, and how much did that help them? Yeah, I want to say it was something like $12 million, um, which is, you know, distributed by Cedric County. Um, so, of course, you know, that's offsetting um, some, some losses, certainly. Um, and there are other bright spots, the city says. There are were some better than expected revenues and you know property taxes and and sales tax collections, which was actually pretty surprising. You know, given the financial environment, you would expect that people are just spending less, um, but that wasn't really the case in Wichita um, and in a lot of other communities actually. Um, and so that could be you know um, a result of stimulus payments. Um, also, you know, in Kansas, we tax grocery sales and those are likely up as families are probably, you know, buying groceries instead of eating out, that sort of thing. So that's all good news. Um, but, you know, it's, it's probably a drop in the bucket for compared to some other losses. So it, it was really interesting to see you point that out, that property taxes, vehicle taxes, sales tax collections, all actually increased during during this time and I'm sure they were uh, happy to see that that's for sure um, when we look at some services uh, where did where did the city have to cut I know uh, certainly the staffing table was one part but were there other places where uh, the city of Wichita had to cut back to uh, to meet budget yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, you hit out there. Staffing is a big, big part of that. The city says that they have about 300 to 400 open positions right now. They don't plan on filling anytime soon. But beyond that, you know, you have things like swimming pools and, and splash pads that were closed over the summer. You know, they've said that they've cut back on forestry services. And um, there's a list of city projects that I, I put in the story that were deferred um, in the 2021 capital improvement program. So you have things like, you know, renovations for city hall or, you know, some library work and police stations, sidewalk work, all that kind of thing. So all areas where you can, you know, trim and cut back and, and make adjustments to try to offset some of those losses. And of course, when we talk about the CARES Act, uh, I'm sure local leaders are watching to see what Congress now does to provide any more relief for local government. Uh, the negotiations continue, it sounds like, in Washington, D.C., and uh, certainly local governments are looking for uh, some of the help that that's being, being uh, offered, uh, obviously, along with businesses and individuals, too, depending on if they get a payout. It was interesting, uh, we had a one-on-one -on -one interview uh, that was broadcast over the internet. It was a virtual event with Richard Florida. He has studied cities and urban economies for 40 years. One of our editors interviewed Florida and got his take on the future of cities. He says cities still have a positive outlook, but suggested some changes in philosophy. I thought this was interesting. You know, now that we've gone through the pandemic, there are so many more remote workers. And he says, communities ought to be focusing on attracting workers, not companies, and focusing on amenities, 
like riverfronts. And of course, we always talk about we don't have mountains, we don't have beaches. But focusing on those things that a community can do to attract individual workers. Kirk, what did you think of, of Florida's presentation and what he had to say? Well, I, I know that when we all listened to him at the same time, um, he said the word riverfront. And that just, you know, went ding, 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 and all, all over right. here, because that's been talked about so much. Uh, you Here in Wichita, uh, you know, the, the $1.2 billion plan that's seemingly on the shelf a little bit, although you're hearing people say, hey, we need to keep this going forward, uh, to the plan to, to, to liven up the riverfront, to bring new things down there, uh, with the goal of attracting people to Wichita. Uh, you hear them say, let's attract companies to Wichita, but I think Florida is right. It's about attracting people. I think a lot of the reporting that we've done over the past few months, and first we heard it from the Greater Wichita Partnership, was we have an opportunity during this pandemic, people can realize that they can work from anywhere. So why not come to a place in the middle of the country where you can get a house for a really good price, you get a good quality of life, you may not have mountains, you may not have you know, all the, the sexy features of New York or Los Angeles, but you've got a great place to live. And that's what we've heard from a lot of sources in a lot of different sectors over the past few months. And I think that's going to continue. Um, I, I think that Wichita is really going to not only look at companies coming to Wichita, but but that family that got two people, two parents who can, you know, work from home on their on their laptops and be completely comfortable and completely efficient there, and also taking advantage of what Wichita has to give them as a community. It was interesting to hear him talk about Tulsa, one of the cities in our region. Uh, and uh, a new program that it has started called Tulsa Remote, going after younger people, saying, come to our city, we're connected. Uh, they may not have been in their bubble before, but now Tulsa is trying to uh, attract those people. Uh, he also talked about education changing forever. Uh, Shelby, you're not that far out of college. Uh, can you imagine going to college now and doing so much uh, remote work? And do you see uh, other people who have talked about how education has changed? Yeah, gosh, that's a good question. Um, no, I couldn't imagine it because so much of my college education was was spent in person. I mean, we did some things, you know, digitally, but, you know, we were in the basement of the sunflower for many hours in close contact. So, you know, it's just, um, it's part of the college experience. And I don't think that you can totally replace some of those, you know, relationships with, with digital ones. Um, and uh, yeah, I've definitely heard that from some, from some people I've talked to that say, you know, I've got ADHD and I can't sit in front of a computer for many, many hours, you know, trying to sit through a lecture um, that I would be able to, to do in person and have breaks and, you know, walk across campus and all those things. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely turning a lot of people off from the traditional college experience, but in some ways it's creating new opportunities for people who maybe didn't have the same access that they now get. So there's, you know, pros and cons. Florida also talked about the rise of neighborhood business districts, especially smaller communities. Uh, Kirk, when you think of neighborhood business districts, we've got a few of them in Wichita, don't we? 
whether it's East Douglas or the Mercado or other places. I thought that was interesting. Neighborhood business districts will be more important in the future. Yeah, we, when you come to Lano, Old Town, Nomar, yeah, there's a lot of places around Wichita that, that have those feels of you can get a lot done in a very, you know, in a couple of square miles. And I think, at least for me during the pandemic, you know, we've all been working from home. Um, that's nice to have, you know, being able to go to points A, B, and C, go in there quickly with your mask on and get out quickly. And I think it's teaching us that we don't need this huge area to get all our quality of life things done. It can be done in a pretty small window. It's interesting. I'll, I'll touch on a couple of more points before we finish up. He talked about paying for assets regionally. Uh, that means that uh, if something's happening in Newton, maybe Wichita pitches in. And there's been a little discussion about that in the past. I don't know how much has actually happened, but paying for assets regionally, sharing in the, in the cost of that was interesting. He also talked about uh, back on remote working, what does the remote ecosystem look like? Has the, uh, has the community been intentional about that remote ecosystem? And we must have connectivity. And I think we're okay in Wichita, but we have a ways to go before we really have really great blazing internet speeds. And then you talked about great projects, great people, great places, and great spaces. That's what communities need to focus on uh, moving forward. Anything else catch uh, you two from, uh, from Florida's comments? I, I liked his optimism, uh, and maybe he's a generally optimistic person, but I think he, he thought that we're going to get out of this just fine. Is talking about bigger cities, obviously, but he pointed out a few cities that he thought could benefit long-term from you know, the pandemic and, and what, what we're going through now and what lessons we learned. He, he mentioned you know, a lot of the popular cities, San Antonio, Nashville, Miami, Atlanta. Um, but I think overall, you know, he, he didn't mention Wichita by name, but I think if he looked at us, I think he would see, yeah, there's a lot of reason for optimism. It's just about executing now and following through on a lot of things. Well, those are the main elements of our Future of Cities coverage this week in the weekly edition of the Business Journal. Uh, you can see what's going on around the country. You can see what's going on here in Wichita and, and where the pandemic has had the most impact on local government and uh, those comments from Richard Florida, really interesting there. Great job on the pa uh, package, guys. Shelby Kellerman and uh, Kirk Semidoff, thank you so much for uh, taking some time and being with me and talking about it. Great job on the package. Thank you. Well, we hope you're doing well. We hope you're wearing a mask, keeping your distance, avoiding crowds, washing your hands, sacrifice now, and we can avoid more shutdowns. That's it for BizTalk with Bill Roy this week, episode 193. Check out all our podcast episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe and go Chiefs. Have a profitable week.